Welcome to Data-Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes. Welcome back to Data-Driven Recruiting. My name is Sophia Beck, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tigran Sloyan. Hey, Sophia. So today we're talking about three things to consider when choosing an ATS, specifically as it comes to becoming more data-driven in your recruiting processes. But before we dive into it, let's talk about why an ATS is even important. What is an ATS? As I'm assuming some of our listeners don't have an idea like what an ATS even is. So ATS stands for Applicant Tracking System, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I think a lot of the times it gets confused for Applicant Tracking Software or Applicant Tracking Service, since the same S, but... It's an application for tracking. <laughs> it's, it's a software for tracking applicants or a system for tracking applicants. Uh, and the reason a lot of people get confused about like, you know, do I even need this or not is the main argument becomes like, could I just use a spreadsheet, right? Yeah. Could I just put my candidates in a spreadsheet and be done with it? Uh, so why is an ATS even important? Yeah, I think the, when you're recruiting for multiple jobs or multiple um, spots and considering a lot of you know a large volume of candidates it quickly becomes difficult for you to get on top of every single one and also i think when it comes to you know you have a recruiting team and you have a multiple hiring managers or people who are involved in the interview steps like making sure that they each know what they're supposed to do at what step the communication becomes difficult to manage manually so So I guess when you're not operating at scale, right, where you're Mm -hmm. hiring like maybe two people a month, maybe you can get by with a spreadsheet. But when the team gets large, the hiring volume gets large, the need to be more data-driven becomes really, really important. I think there is a ton of amazing features that some of the most forward-looking ATS is built Mm -hmm. that's invaluable. So you can't just get by with a spreadsheet. Yeah, it can be a really powerful tool for recruiters and the entire team Hiring team, yeah. Yeah. So with that, let's dive into what are the three main things to consider when choosing an ATS to be more data-driven. Yeah, so I think the three things at the very high level, Mm -hmm. it's about uh, data collection, data utilization, and data exportability. So, so let's talk about each one because I'm sure that means not much to <laughs> most of us. Yeah, we need things. to unpack those uh, buzzwords, I guess. Yep. Yeah, so data collection, I mean, you know, it's, <clears throat> as m- most people know, if you, you know, garbage in, garbage out. If you don't have a good data, like you cannot possibly, you know, make any conclusions that are meaningful and useful for you. So mm-hmm. collecting data in a very systematic way and, you know, without a lot of noise is important and the data can be everything you know from the applicant um, the steps that they go in and when they go in there to you know what feedback they got um, like all those things so I think the key here when you are you know using an ATS to really make this data collection easy is like uh, whether they support somewhat automated way of uh, collecting data so that we minimize a human mistake of like, oh, I forgot to enter the data or, um, you know, like, oh, oh, I put the wrong data for the wrong candidates right. that, that can happen and that yeah. can like really ruin the entire analysis you're doing. So I think some, some things to think about 
regarding the data collection is like so for example uh if you are using uh some kind of a assessment software to measure skills <coughs> sure. and ability mm -hmm. then like most of the you know really established ones have an integration directly with the ats so that right. you don't have to go back and forth and move data manually, uh, manually. Yeah, that's yeah, time consuming course. it's so prone to error yeah. and there are also other things like notifications or reminders so if somebody didn't put in the data then it pops up and then you know send an email hey you haven't entered a feedback yeah, or and so on or yeah. like some specific data is missing or something mm -hmm. doesn't look right right so kind yeah. of just making sure the data that you collect is like very clean and mm -hmm. the best way to make it clean is automating it yeah and yeah. especially when you have a large volume mm -hmm. all those little things adds up and make it easy for cool. you. So. so let's talk about data utilization then. So I think we made mm -hmm. it clear what we mean by data collection. So uh, how about data utilization? What is that all? Yeah, so data utilization, you know, I think the really key part, the practical portion of actually being able to use the data is how easy it is to for you to implement that into your daily steps, right? Sure. So a lot of ATSs uh, out there comes with uh, like built-in dashboards sure. and reports sure. that you can easily just like log in and refresh and the data is in front of you. So I think the key things to check when you are, you know, I mean, every, everybody will say like, we have the best <laughs> dashboard and reporting. So the thing, things to really go and like dig into when you are comparing those things are, like, first of all, like, you have to know what are the really core data that your organization is trying to optimize and utilize. Because right. depending on the organization's, organization's um, particular strategy at the time, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you care more about one metric than the other, um, just so that you make sure that all the key metrics, you know, things like time to hire could be important or offer acceptance rate could be important or just like purely like, am I even getting enough candidates for each job is important. Sure. Like those things are supported by the ATS you're thinking about using because the more step you have to get those data to check, like the unlikely that you will actually use the data. And by supported, you mean mm -hmm. that it's it's actually like a built-in metric into like their visualizations, their reporting. That's, yeah. Is that what you mean by like it's yeah. supported by the ATS? That's, that's going to be the best way. Like they already have a built-in capability to spit out those data without you trying to configure every single thing. Um, or, I mean, in case that you are also interested in more data that's not maybe like super useful or powerful for every cases, then at least having a, the ability to configure and create your own report. Sure. Right. Um, like customizable reports, not just kind of everything that's sort of like, uh, yeah. because it's impossible for any ATS to cover all scenarios. Mm -hmm. So like having some way for you to actually build custom reports, custom metrics, and make right. it your own should yeah. be like a key component. Yeah, and then also the ability to dig in more. If you see that, you know, suddenly in the last two weeks, the, you know, application flow from one channel is down, right. then like, can you actually dig in further in to see like what's wrong? What's so like, yeah, so for yeah. you to be able to filter by channel, so for filter by job, so that you can really dig into the, the underlying data within the platform itself because okay. that's the easiest way to use it if okay. you have to go many steps you're probably not gonna like make that effort every sure. day to do it so Makes sense. 
So, okay, so we got data collection down, number one, data mm. utilization down, number two. Uh, let's talk about data export. I think this is most self-explanatory from the title, but it's still <laughs> worth explaining why on earth would you want to be able to export the data? Yeah, so I think, uh, so if your organization is, you know, like large enough and, you know, very data driven in mm. nature overall, sure. you probably will have a data analyst group or you know, business intelligence team that mm -hmm. you can leverage on. And they usually consolidate all the data that's coming out of your company, like for your own product and services, but also internal operations and as well. Right. So they probably already have data warehouse and all the BI tools set up. So if that's the true, um, you should really utilize that resource right. uh, to so take your analysis to the next yeah. step, right? And even like if you don't really have someone like that, most companies do, but mm -hmm. like most companies use several different HR and candidate sort of management tools, right? right? So you might use an ATS for the hiring purposes, but you might use something like a Workday for onboarding. You might mm -hmm. use something like Lattice for like performance reviews, right? So if you exactly. wanted to kind of tie all of that together, you yeah. have to be able to export data from each of these tools right. and import it into some sort of business yeah. analytics. So tool. you can really append data that's coming collected outside of the ATS to have a full picture. So use cases, as you mentioned, is like, okay, well, this is what we saw when we were recruiting for these candidates. How do they perform once they are you know, like in their jobs and performing after right. several years. Or who quit within the first month. Right, like is retention yeah. like related to a certain channel or certain behavior during that um, entire recruiting process or whether retention is, you know, also connected to how well the onboarding has, you know, took a place and sure. so on. So really able to kind of see not only from the, the angle of like this is where we got the candidates and then right. decisions of hiring, right. but the beyond. So even or things like, let's say your company had a big PR push and then had a press release, like right. did we see any increase in the number of applicants? Like, I mean, you like could- tying it all from your like yeah. maybe PR management tools right, and everything. Right. Because you know, in a way the brand recognition really impacts the recruiting and hiring sure. flow. So I mean like all those things, if you can, kind of a combined with the other data, you can even have a even more elaborate and complex analysis that could help awesome. you. Awesome, all right. So data collection, data utilization, and data export. Mm -hmm. uh, the three main things to consider. Any specific bottom line that you wanna cover before we wrap it up? Yeah, so I guess uh, for for those, uh, you know, the head of uh, talent acquisitions and others who are running the recruiting organization, when when you're considering ATS, I think if you have a very strong commitment to data-driven recruiting, mm -hmm. make sure that you also think about how data is collected and can be used um, as an overall one. So think of that as one of the criteria for your ATS selection process. Key criteria for selection process. Awesome. Love it. All thanks right. a lot for the insights and thanks everybody for tuning in.